Hi, I'm Elena Joe, and this is episode 18 of Big Picture Relationships, the silver lining of tough times. We all go through challenges, trials, have icky, yucky, hard things in our lives, whether they're a short time-limited thing or a long, chronic struggle. There are silver linings to these. When you're ready, there are ways to find the benefit to you and the benefit to your connection of other people in your life. And today, at a listener's request, I am going to share some of those with you. Thanks for joining us. This is Big Picture Relationships with Elena Joe, a therapist sharing insights, ideas, and real-life pep talks that encourage you to expand your perspective, maybe shift some behaviors, and make the most of real-life relationships so you can live a happy life right now. Hi guys, recently I reached out to a group of friends and said, if you could hear me talk about anything for an hour, what would you want to hear about? And I got a variety of good ideas, because I really want to make sure that the things we're talking about here are of value to people who actually listen. So today we're going to talk about the silver lining of tough times. And the actual question that my friend asked was, how to take adversity and make it for your good. Now, adversity can be a religious word. Regardless, all of us have challenges and trials, so I'm really speaking to a broader audience than just adversity, so I may interchangeably use the words trials, tough times, challenges, adversity. And those things take a variety of forms. It might be financial struggles. It could be personal health or mental health or that of a loved one relationship challenges. This could be marital struggles. We all have tough times or uh, a child having a difficult time going through struggles. So I'm not going to pep talk you here today into thinking that these very real struggles are a piece of cake if you'd only shift your perspective. That's totally not true. And that would be insensitive and inauthentic for me to tell you that everything can just be happy if you'd adopt a better mindset. But what I do want to point out is that some there are some silver linings. Some sweet side effects make very real struggles a little bit more tolerable and give you a little bit more benefit or meaning to going through this hard time. So I'll jump into what I see as the first silver lining of a trial. Challenges develop empathy for other human conditions. If we never went through trials, if we had everything perfect and shiny clean in our lives, we would lack so much in our ability to connect with and feel deeply for others. I will tell you a story about one of my years in college. I think it was perhaps my third year in college. There was a season where I absolutely had a deep, dark depression episode. And as we learned from last week's episode, that takes at least two weeks of meeting certain criteria to to count as a depression episode. And I didn't know it at the time, but looking back, I think, oh yeah, that was absolutely depression. I had a hard time getting up. There was no reason to face the day. I was apathetic about everything. Nothing sounded good. Food wasn't good. Sleep wasn't good. Friends weren't good. I didn't care about music or reading. There was absolutely nothing motivating me. I am such a type A personality. I still got up and functioned. I went to classes. I did the bare minimum and I slept every moment I could. And in addition, I had that creepy crawly feeling where I just wanted to jump out of my own skin. The self-loathing and hatred and feeling like the lowest of low people is just an awful feeling that unless you've experienced it, you really can't understand this. How interesting that a few years later, then I became a therapist and was actually coaching and helping people who had been through depressive episodes like that or who experienced that deep, dark intensity of total apathy and hatred for even longer periods of time. 
How empty would that be if I had a shiny, clean, happy mental health life and had never experienced that and was then trying to help others through it? So while it was miserable to go through that, and not that two weeks and it was over, I mean, that was the deepest, darkest time, but to go through that and climb out of it gave me so much more empathy and experience for helping other people. In another story about me in my recent life, like brand new development, I'm facing the possibly terminal diagnosis illness of cancer for a parent and a parent who I'm good friends with. And honestly, in my life up to this point, you know, you'll see on Facebook or I'll hear of friends my age whose parents are dying or pass away unexpectedly. And while I always feel sorry for them and express my condolences, not until I've had this very real experience in my own life where I'm facing an end of life, do I really get it? Does it really sink in at a deep level and dramatically carve out a space of empathy for people who've been through this? My parents are young. This, My dad's not even retired yet. Like This is dramatically a life change that I'd never contemplated before knocking on the door of this trial. So because I felt this surprisingly deep ache of losing a parent at such a young age or the potency of this anticipatory grief, I have a new, I guess, a new niche in my soul of empathy and connection for people who will go through that same experience. And without that experience, I'd still be sort of at the surface level of expressing condolences and so sorry for others without really getting it. I have one more, one more story here in this first silver lining about developing empathy. Uh, A number of years ago, I lived in a different city, a different town, and I had new little kids at the time, and we'd get together in these mom groups of everybody that had little kids and sit around and talk. And there was one mother in particular who was my age or a little younger, so I guess a a woman, girl, I don't know what we call her at that age, (laughs) but she was very opinionated. And I remember sitting there hearing her going on and on about how people who claimed they were depressed were just lazy and They clearly weren't doing spiritually what they should be. And I won't go on and on. Hopefully you guys can picture that. You've had somebody in your life who goes on a soapbox like that. But she was so extremely adamant about the fact that depression wasn't real. It was in people's minds. All they had to do was X, Y, and Z. Well, that girl, woman, a while later had a baby. And postpartum depression hit her sideways so deeply and darkly that I think she needed some help, some intervention, people in her house. This was, you know, I don't know, third or fourth or fifth child. And she expressed later, and I'd heard through the grapevine, much more remorse for her earlier perspective, because having been through that experience now dramatically tempered her view that depression was just personal laziness or a personal failing or fault, because as she faced that herself, She developed deep empathy and a real experience for recognizing the power that it has in someone's life. So as I close this first silver lining, I'll just sum it up by saying that these really hard experiences that we go through deepen our ability to have compassion for other people, and they dramatically deepen our ability to connect with them in their own challenges. That's something we all, at least that's something I want, to be able to connect genuinely and authentically with people. Going through hard things ties me to them. Okay, the second silver lining of a challenge is that it increases your experience and your personal depth, and it gives you these experiences that you then have to give back to the world. 
A few years ago, I was living out in West Jordan in the West Valley of Salt Lake City. For anybody out here who knows, that's not always known as the nicest part of town. And we were living paycheck to paycheck. I had three itty-bitty kids. One was a newborn. My husband was in his first job postgraduate school, and we barely made enough to scrape by. I would walk to school. I would walk my kids to school because he would take our one car to work. So it's snowing and I have my newborn and my toddler. My kids are 18 months apart. So my 18 month old and a newborn in a stroller and we're walking up the hill in the snow to take my kindergartner to school. And the other night as I was putting these notes together for this podcast, it was three in the morning, couldn't sleep. I was in the kitchen eating dill pickle spears and I remembered and laughed about how dill pickles were such a treat at that time when we hardly had a dollar to spare. And I used to cut the spears in half so that they would go further. And there at 3 a.m. I felt really decadent eating entire pickle spears and I think I had four of them. And just remembered that at that time in my life when we had not a penny extra to our names, that was such a treat to have that. Every purchase we made was planned. I didn't have the option to even go to like a taco time or Carl's Jr. play place with my kids because I didn't have an extra $5 to buy us food off the dollar menu to play. That's how stressful that life was. We did homemade gifts. I would do acts of service for people and write cards and letters for birthdays because that was all we had to give. I can't tell you how grateful I am to have been through that experience because the depth that it gave me in experience and the understanding of what it's like to live in that socioeconomic status, because we were also surrounded by neighbors who were in the same position as us with hardly $2 to rub together that were extra, that gave me a perspective on that financial challenge that I could never gain any other way. And I hope my children can have the same experience someday because I feel like it dramatically impacted me in my political understanding, in just on and on. I, I won't dig into all the stories for lack of time here, but it gave me so much more understanding of the reality of what life is like for so many people that are living paycheck to paycheck. And it gave me intense gratitude for the fact that now I can eat four dill pickle spears in the middle of the night and not think twice about it. There are others, not just financial struggles, but those who've been through abuse or those who have children with behavior struggles or mental health struggles. I have seen people go through those struggles and then turn around and reach out and help each other. And it is beautiful. I have a neighbor who gathers mothers who have life, um, a life of abuse or children with struggles and abuse in their history. And she has an online community that's several thousand strong of women supporting each other and behind the scenes uh, supporting each other in this, this beautiful way. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to take your struggle and let it be that big and large. At a particularly rough time in my life, I had a friend who'd, who recognized my challenge and had experienced something similar, and she reached out out of the blue and actually didn't live nearby, so she mailed me a book that had made a difference for her when she was undergoing that challenge, and that changed my life. It changed everything to have somebody notice and pass along some information. And a few years later, when I noticed another friend of mine struggling in the same way, I passed that same book along, along with my words of normalcy and compassion and helping her understand that this wasn't the end of the world. And if I know you and see you struggling with that same thing, I'm going to pass that same book along to you. And if I'd never had that challenge or experience, I would never be able to share that compassion and spread the ripple of normalcy and acceptance to others. 
My own challenges are what make this podcast interesting. Let's be honest about that. Nobody wants to hear me talk about all my carefree and happy and bright experiences that are so shiny and perfect. It's the mishaps and the embarrassing moments and the struggles and the lessons learned that perk up your ears and make me relatable. And they're so much more fun to tell, too. Now, just yesterday, my sister's visiting in town, and she showed me a new song by AJR, and it's called 100 Bad Days, and it's an interesting song, but the chorus sticks out to me, and it goes, A hundred bad days make a hundred good stories. A hundred good stories make me interesting at parties. How funny is that? <laughs> because it's so true, and that's why I had to sing it for you. Bad days make good stories, and good stories make you interesting at parties. Not that you really need to be interesting at parties, but those experiences make you an interesting and relatable person, and they make you able to connect better with others because no one wants to hang out with or listen to advice from that shiny, clean person who's never had a struggle. So it's our messy reality as humans that connects us. So when you struggle, welcome to the club. We will embrace you with open arms. All right, the third silver lining to challenges is that they increase our humility And they increase our reliance upon the divine or our connection to a power that's greater than our own. This doesn't have to be overly religious. But from my view, and a view that I imagine many of you share, is that there's something greater. And there is power greater than us. And when we are low, and when we are feeling broken, we are so much more open to and seeking that center and that connection to that which is greater than ourselves. Years ago, I had a friend who lost an infant explain that power in her household after going through this, the unspeakable, losing a brand new baby and coming home to an empty house, just she and her husband. She said the tangible presence of that comforting power in her home and in her marriage and in her heart and in her soul was priceless and something she had never experienced so strong in her life before that or after In my own life around that time, I'd had a marriage end. I got married and I thought it was going to be forever and I had a baby and my life was on one path and to have that all crumble and get taken away was quite a dramatic incident, except that it didn't feel so dramatic to me because of that power and that connection and that comfort that came from power greater than myself. That's the only way I can think of to describe it without getting deeply personal. At that time, because I was so alone and so lonely, I spent a lot of time reading and pondering and writing and call it meditation, if you will, call it prayer, but whatever it you want to name it, my soul was so centered and seeking out help and comfort from that which was around me. And looking back, that is one of the most priceless times in my life to feel that comfort and that closeness to my Uh, relying upon the divine and relying upon that which was greater. Whatever you name it, finding your connection to that greater power that connects us all and learning how to find it, how to reach out for it, how it speaks to you, how it can guide your life. And learning to rely upon that is a priceless benefit to those times of struggle that are difficult to find. We have a hard time humbling ourselves and spending that meditative time when everything's shiny and clean and going well. So silver lining, look for that which is greater and how you can connect to it and let it uplift and strengthen you. Whatever your trial, your adversity, your challenge that you're going through or in life in general, absolutely a big picture perspective helps. 
This is where you have a lot of power to decide if this challenge is going to ruin your life or just provide contrasting threads in your tapestry or background noise to your symphony or whatever other metaphor you want to use. This can loom large and ruin everything, or this can be a piece of the bigger whole. If you choose to fight back and not let your trials define you or overwhelm you, finding the silver lining and turning them to your good is all in your perspective. And before I explain that a little more, I want to give a side note that it is okay to be overwhelmed. It is okay to wallow, to cry, to spend a day in bed. Even I myself here and now do that. And I don't have a significant trial going on at the moment, but I don't want to be here giving you advice about how to get back to your normal and jump right over those trials because sometimes it's impossible to look for silver linings at first or even for a long while. And again, it's totally normal to be overwhelmed and to sit. I don't want this here to become like everything I'm going to say and have said so far to become the norm by which we judge ourselves when we're drowning. Remember in the when your magic is gone episode number 15, it was only two or three ago. Sometimes we need to rest. Sometimes we need to accept what's happening or deeply feel the darkness. That's part of a challenge too. Don't be hard on yourself if you're grieving or drowning or just plain tired. It's okay to rest there sometimes. But when you're ready, there are two things I see that we can ask ourselves when we're ready to fight and to find those silver linings and fight back a little bit against the tide that feels overwhelming. And the first is to ask yourself if this will be a forever trial. Sometimes the experience of a trial is eased knowing that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, that you know that this won't happen forever, and if you can look for a learning experience. So ask yourself in those, maybe not short-term, but you know, not forever trials, what can I learn from this? How can I use this to grow and benefit others? The second thing that we can ask ourselves in the midst of a trial is, in the big picture, what else in my life makes the sum total of my life's experiences positive? Some challenges and adversities won't go away, even in the big picture perspective of our lives. Children's special needs, or addictions, or personal mental health, or physical illness, or the death or looming death of a loved one, those things are lifelong and challenges that may not go away. So I ask, do these challenges have to define you? Because they will take over exactly as much of your life as you'll let them. So what are the good things in your life that you can let fill you up alongside this chronic struggle? That's why I like this phrase, silver linings. It doesn't have to mean that a challenge has to completely go away or that you have to be totally over it for it to have meaning and value in your life. Now I'm craving dill pickles since I talked about them, so I'm going to wrap this up and go have some. I've said a lot here. I want to leave you remembering that we all have challenges. Some of them are more obvious Some of them are longer lasting, but no matter what they are, we would be boring, shiny, clean people unable to relate to others if not for the messiness of our lives. And since we can't make our challenges go away, we have the power to, once we're ready, decide how to shift our perspective and look for those silver linings. I am honored to be with you on this messy and challenging journey. Thanks for listening. Happy hack for today. Simple, and I love it, but Premier Protein Drinks are the greatest invention ever, even above and beyond sliced bread. 
anybody who tries to eat healthy and tries to get protein in there and maybe like sweets like me. I have a hard time eating scrambled eggs for breakfast every day. Those premier protein drinks. Costco, you can buy them by the flat. Walmart has them. I imagine other grocery stores. I watch for them to go on sale at Costco. And the chocolate premier protein just is the best part of my morning every day. And I totally should be a spokesman for them. I get absolutely nothing for advertising these to you today. But I just want to share the happy hack and the beautiful simple start that is with 30 grams of protein, not many calories or sugar. So however you're eating, it fits in so well. And give it a try and let me know what you think. Okay, thanks guys. Goodbye. Visit www.elenajo.co for show notes and random photos along with any handouts mentioned in this episode. Find elenajo.co on Instagram for daily big picture reminders and join the big picture email list for an occasional pick me up in your inbox from Elena Joe. Thanks for joining us.